last week on Discount Heroes. Boy, Brugner saved juries on your way home. Maybe I could have saved all the y'alls that were here before. Just rely on the talent you have. Don't try to fight like other people. Fight your own way. Why do you look like better me? I am better you. It's me, Lezerock. Looking around, you see that one of the islands has floated very close by. Coach! What is? Turn on your lantern. What is it? We're invisible bear territory. Looking for food. You smell like food. We're not food. Very hungry. You pull out a little puffy ball of fur. Chuck it. And a giant weasel appears. It's like some kind of ancient chain hanging down from the latch. Right, and you find yourself descending down onto a long stone bridge. Thrasher, does this make sense to you? Uh, let me put on my ninth level wizard hat here. A cantrip awakens in your mind. In the hand of the skeleton, you see a green tinged scimitar. <gasps> and as you approach the edge of the pillar, you see what looks like another wheel. Crank it to the right. I think I remember turning this wheel. Knox, I don't think I'm your kid. Hello and welcome to Discount Heroes. Now say it with me, everybody. Where questionable results are always guaranteed. Why did we all say it so stupidly? I was going to say it normal, but I thought y'all would fuck it up. So I had to bring myself down to y'all's professional level. That's what I did, too. I think it has to do with how stupidly we all are. Yeah. Can we get listeners to do our intros, too? Yeah, sure. Let's just get them to do the show. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just collect all the money. We're raking it. Yeah. We're a chaotic character and story-driven real-play podcast. podcast. We're a group of five friends, friends. Who've, kno- who've known each other for so long. Plants. Oh. Popcorn, Matt. Ugh, damn it. You guys are just jumping ahead. <laughs> See if you can catch where I'm going here. We're a group of five friends who've known each other for so long. For so long. How long was it? How long it? was it? <laughs> 15 years. Wow. Yeah, we'll play applause in the middle of that. We played countless hours of questionable D&D, and now we want to share with you the game we love so much. 
Keep it down, everyone. Oh, sorry. Was the applause at the wrong moment? My bad. I think you hit it. And what's my name? The name of your glorious host? Catman Jones. Catman Jones. Meow. Damn it, Catman. <laughs> Taking my job. It's Brent. You're Brent. I know the answer. Brent. Yeah, Brent is the DM. Oh, sorry. Klaxon. What's your answer? Brent. All right, you get an you get an inspiration to use. Yes. Klaxon. I love a Brent. We got four players here. Why don't you introduce yourselves and who you're playing? This is Tyler. I'm playing Copes, the Circle of the Stars Druid. Hello, this is Dimarok, your local proselyte and tiefling bard. I'm here today to remind you we all have two jobs. Worship and die. I'll be played by Aaron, and I'm asking you, have you hailed today? Hmm. You can't see my shirt, but it does say, Oh, hell, Lash. Oh, it does. Oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Worship, then die. <laughs> I'm so happy. Oh, my gosh. We got to get some merchandise out. I'm so proud of you. That's pretty good. Yeah, I'm working on my first book. It's called A True Lashing. <laughs> the Story of Dimarok. Are you about to multi-class into, like, cleric or paladin? That would be super hard for me. <laughs> he still hasn't used a third-level spell of his first class. Fair enough. All right, we've got an easy question, I think, for you guys today. Uh, yeah, that's fine. We didn't introduce <laughs> ourselves, but okay. Just keep going. Just keep going. <laughs> no, 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 I don't... You know what, Matt? They they know us. It, go on. I'm Matt. No, Matt, go. Brent, go. Shut up, Matt. <laughs> Skip it, Brent. <laughs> Brent, skip it. And and uh Matt, shut up. I'm I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Demi or Aaron or whoever it was. You have three jobs. Worship, die, and tell five fucking friends, guys. Come on. <laughs> oh, Why is it taking so long? Oh, nice. So right. Why do I still have to have a job? This is bull. Oh, at least I have, you know, purpose as a ghost. <clears throat> to find five friends. <laughs> All right. So my question for you guys today, this is a question for you and your characters a little bit. If you were making your character today, knowing what you know now, what is a small or minor thing you would change about the way you built your character? Nothing. I would have kept up with my stat sheet and items from the beginning. That's not your character. <laughs> That's a personal thing. Yeah, that... I just wish if could somebody do it for me, though. I need a sheet. I'd have rolled a lot better <laughs> growing my stats if I could do it again. Statistically speaking, I just would if we tried again. I would have put more into strength because for some reason it seems like I roll a tremendous amount of athletic checks. <laughs> oh, I definitely probably would have started with a different weapon. Instead of a whip? I do love, I love the whip. I love it. Especially if you had a cool one. Like a lightning whip. <laughs> I'll find one. I know they're out there. What weapon would you have chosen, you think, if you were thinking about it now? Maybe like a whip with a dagger on the end? Like a whip sword. Jared, do you know what that weapon's called? It's like a cat of nine tails. No. No, there is a weapon that's got a blade at the end, specifically. I can't remember what that's called. Rope dart. Kunai with chain? Yeah, it is a rope dart, basically. Yeah. I mean, yeah, kunai with chain sounds right, too. Dang. That sounds cool. 
Yeah. Well, that was also a Yu-Gi-Oh card, so. I didn't know those existed. You've walked into my trap. There's a trap card. Sorry. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't change anything. Coats is perfect. He is the chosen one. Okay. You could have taken, like, fighter hooves. Or oh, are you going to use this? I don't know. I would have added more stats <laughs> into all my stuff just all around. <laughs> <laughs> more D100 rolls. <laughs> all right, all right. Copes is perfect. In my notes. <laughs> I like that, too, but if you're going to give people stuff, I'll change my answer. No, you right. Tyler thinks Copes is perfect. Right. That's Wait. a very important distinguishing mark. See, you didn't ask Copes what he would have changed. Can we speak to Copes? Is Copes here right now? Are you putting that in untitled document? I am putting it in untitled document so I can remember your answers. Brent, what would you change about each of our characters? What would you change about yourself, Brent? (laughs) (laughs) I think I would have made it so all of you wear a tiny hat, like a tiny top hat. (laughs) And that's just like a cultural thing of the planet is that everyone wears tiny top hats. Or short shorts. I mean, I'm wearing short shorts. I am wearing shorts, and I have an indiscriminate hat. So. Yeah, but you don't <laughs> wear it enough for my liking. You don't know I'm wearing it right now. If the whole world was cowboy, that'd be pretty cool, too. Because that would work out really easily for me. That's a very easy <laughs> accent for me. Look, all I'm saying is, one of these days, we're going to do one-shots in these other realms, and we're going to get a cowboy realm. I think that's a good idea. All right, so I have your answers. They are set in stone and cannot be changed. <sighs> you could say you're like, you wish you were like two inches taller. I wish his dick was bigger. <laughs> <laughs> That's a quick one. Let's go ahead and begin the game. Yay! Last week, our intrepid adventurers boldly waited in this vast. <laughs> Sorry, bold. boldly slept. Boldly waited in this vast emptiness filled with floating islands surrounded by nothing. They rested and found themselves in a dream. Each of their respective dream selves bestowing upon them skills they had yet to learn, hoping that somehow these skills would prevent the tragedies that apparently already occurred. Finding their power increased, they stickily crossed to another island finding desolate ruins long abandoned. A quick flash from the newly obtained Lantern of Revealing showed something they had been fearing, an infestation of invisible bears. After offering a tasty distraction, the players entered the ruins and found a hidden rope chain descending into the unending darkness below and began climbing down. Eventually, they entered a towering chamber pierced in the center by a shining metal pipe. Thrasher awakened to a new power from a cube similar to the one Nox had, but it had an unsettling source. Nox's own rotting corpse? Seeing a moment for an executive decision, Copes walked up and turned the wheel, and as the chamber rumbled and crumbled around them with hidden dangers rising from below, it revealed something shocking. Guys, I don't think I'm your kit. <gasps> and just for the imagery here, the chamber is rumbling around you. The bridge, although sturdy, is beginning to crack in various places as it rumbles. 
You see a surging of some kind of water from beneath, roiling and boiling with something frothing and struggling beneath it as though trying to escape, surging upward. And I'll give you a moment to talk. What do you mean, Kit? Have you been here before? He looks wild-eyed around the room. I don't understand it, but I have been here before. I, I turned this wheel once before. I know I did. This is exactly what happened last time. What did you do? Did you just turn the wheel? No, but what, what did you do when this happened? Because whatever you did didn't work. His eyes dart around wildly, like as though he's thinking very hard about the answer to your question. I... I died. Jesus Christ. Well, shit. Can we just turn it off? <laughs> Has anybody tried that? Well, you try, You started turning it off. I think you just did. All right, so remember I had described the water boiling upwards. Mm-hmm. So with that image in mind, a surging, writhing substance boils upward from the depths, quickly outpacing your ability to maneuver upward, though you might try to. As the water-like torrent swirls around you, it feels warm, uplifting even. But the voices, the voices, they fill your mind with chattering. They're chattering away endlessly, every single voice your own. You see dozens of scenes playing out beneath you, variations of yourselves in different clothing, even different party members rushing towards the center of the room before you're pushed upwards and out of sight. The voices grow louder and louder and louder as the stone walls erupt outward, causing everything to begin collapsing. As you're flung upwards, you see the cavernous ceiling breaking apart, the castle being thrown upward in thousands of pieces. The cacophonous sound grows ever louder before your vision goes black. We just die. We might have just died. That sounded a lot like what happens when you just died. Thrasher. Yeah. You wake up. You're not talking to God. <laughs> Your head face down on a wooden table, a bar even. Sit up and look around. You find yourself sitting at a bar surrounded by a grotesquely overdone scene of chains, sparks, and what other things do metalheads like? Jared. Uh, beer. <laughs> There's lots of beer. Okay. <laughs> Chains and sparks. What? I don't know. <laughs> what? <do> you... <laughs> Everyone's holding sparklers. Yeah. <laughs> Metal. <laughs> There's just machines that only produce sparks. That's their seemingly only function. They're just random studs on everything. Yeah. Okay. Studs, spikes. <laughs> <laughs> leather bracelets all over the place yeah they're just strewn about <laughs> posters with skull just skulls no words just skulls <laughs> excellent excellent you see people around you they don't seem to be paying much mind to you they all wear masks of different types and drastically different clothing from each other some wearing the ripped jeans and t-shirt that you've come to know from thrasher as others sport wildly garish attire. The crowd that mulls around is fairly uniform in size and shape, and they seem to be having a good time. 
though no show seems to be going on at the moment, you see that there is a stage with music equipment on it. I'll gesture towards somebody close. Uh, hey, hey, hi, I'm Thrasher. Where are we? Pick out somebody to talk to. There's masks of different types. Which mask do you pick from? I'm not going to give you options. Just tell me which mask guy you talk to. What are they, like animals? Any type of thing you can think of. Uh, it's somebody wearing that same goblin mask that the kid was wearing when he got kicked. Oh, nice. So you gesture to that guy. He's busy having fun with a couple other masked people that he's talking to, but he waves to his buddies and walks over to you. Yeah, what is it? Uh, I think I might have partied a little too hard. I'm not really sure where we are right now uh, what what is this place he looks at you closely oh you're the new guy yeah must be he gestures to the area around him welcome to Moore's Metallum love it I love it so much he just waits for you to say something as he gestures out pretty sweet place is this like a, a bar or a, a venue? Have I ever heard of Moore's Metallum before? You have not. Okay. Then yeah, I, I asked that. He pauses for a second. Oh, I'm not used to having to explain any of this. Yeah, it's both of those things. And much more. Moore's Metallum. Otherwise known as Death Metal. That's where you find yourself now. Thrasher, was it? Yeah, Thrasher. The human barbarian. Well, welcome, Thrasher. You'll be here for quite a while. Uh, how, how do I get out? I mean, I'm, I'm definitely down to, you know, see a set or two, but my friends are probably looking for me. We don't play many shows here. Too many front men. He gestures around the room. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe with you around here that could change a little bit but I'm afraid there's no leaving for you here what do you mean well Thrasher the only way you get here is to die it's so metal. you died wielding the legendary Morris Metallum and so you're here wait is that that's my axe that's your axe indeed I'm sorry, I'm not used to having to explain this. We all just understand it. Mors Metallum is an artifact. An artifact is something that is set in stone. It's permanent. Its existence is somehow a given. A fact. Whereas you or I might have once experienced time as a circle, Mors Metallum and those of us who inhabit it continue in a straight line. So yes, you're dead, but your story's not over. I'm still confused, but it's pretty metal. Hell yeah, brother. <laughs> now I have a question for you. Got nothing but time, hit me. For the longest time, he gestures around him. I'm the only one who has died wielding the Morris Metallum. For the first time, somebody else has. 
And that's what it takes to join this crew here. And he pulls up his mask. And you see the face of beloved frontman. Cadaver Masher. Oh my god! Ha <laughs> 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 ha! Uh, well, you'll get a kick out of this. He gestures to some of the other folks in there. They all pull up their masks, revealing that they are all Cadaver Masher. A thrasher drops down to his knees and begins bowing. We're not worthy! We're not worthy! No, get up, man. This isn't metal. No, yes, oh, so, sorry. Although you are quite correct, you are not worthy, but you, you get up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so, sorry, man. What, 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 how, what could I do for you? Well, we've all been kind of talking about it. We like your style. You see, for so long, it's only been, well, me picking up the axe and wielding it. Something about how I always die wielding it is what created this place. He gestures around him. Mors Metallum. I don't, I don't know if it's this or other artifacts too, but it's always because the same things happen to those items. I always die wielding this axe. And somehow this place came into existence as a result of that. But now we have a new member of the crew. And we're going to help you, brother. All right, let's do this. One of the benefits of this, and part of the reason I'm able to live such an awesome, crazy life every time I get to live a life, is because when you wield it, when a future iteration of you wields it, right before you would have died, right before the same thing that would have killed you, you get a moment. You get a moment where everything comes back to you. So all that's left really for you to do is uh, participate in the party until uh, I die again, I guess. And then we'll make sure that the axe ends up right where you need to find it. Sounds good, man. I think I'm gonna have to kill a goat. Oh my God, Jared. Is that a joke I don't get? I'm a goat. Okay. <laughs> okay, okay. Okay, I wasn't sure if that was exactly it. I gotta kill goats before he... This. <laughs> I gotta kill Copes. But first we want to ask you, Thrasher. Why would you want to go back? Look at this place. Isn't it beautiful? It's the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. But I, go I gotta go back. But why, Thrasher? Why do you do the things that you do? I gotta help my friends. They died too. They're not here, so wherever they are must suck. They all look at each other and they're like, yeah, it sucks really bad, actually. <laughs> we think you're pretty lucky to wind up here with the rest of us. Oh, no, it's, it's like literally the best outcome. <laughs> and I'll tell you this. You'll remember the moments of your death and your experience here. It'll be like waking up. And although your soul will remain trapped here for eternity... You'll always be part of this crew. Well, until we meet again, then. Well, you'll still be here. You'll just remember everything that happened to you. But it'll be like you're the same person, but not quite. Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll still get to party and drink Bloody Marys, right? 
That's right, and there's one more thing. Now that you're an official member of the crew, you've earned our approval. We'll help you out. We'll help you out more than we did when you wielded us the first time. Cause you're one of us. Hell yeah, man. Cause the only way into this crew is to die. Thrasher throws up double devil horns. And everyone does it at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> All just headbanging. Air guitar with one hand. Well, until we meet again, then let's party! Alright. So, everyone else. You experience an eternity of unending blackness. You hear your voice whispering around you. Multiple versions of your voice. You know, cowboy, guido, Hispanic non-white. <laughs> <laughs> Russian. African. It's been so long that you've been in this place. You've forgotten all the details of your previous existence. All the details. You feel like you still remember what happened in a way. It's just the specifics elude you. You feel the spirits gathering. Like, there must be other spirits. You're not sure. Others like you gathering in some certain place in this unending blackness. Although this place seems like infinity, it seems like location still has some meaning here. And you see a gathering of, I don't know if you call it your souls or your different versions of yourself or something, but they seem to be gathering somewhere. Are we all together? Yeah, I was going to say, are we together? For the purpose of this interaction, yeah, but you're not talking to each other necessarily. I'll head to the gathering. Yeah, I mean, I'll move towards it. As do I. And I'm going to make this a little open-ended here. So, it feels like all the other spirits, the souls, whatever they are, they're gathering and concentrating on something. Like, they all collectively want something to happen. Whatever they're trying to communicate, it's a message of regret, of opportunities lost. What is the message you would give to yourself if you had another chance what would you tell yourself is this for life wise or is this for like this moment wise uh life wise yeah if you have any specific regrets what message would you want to pass on to yourself if you had the opportunity to live again and remember the specifics are lost to you but you can still convey the message you want in like a generality I think Knox would just, he, he doesn't remember the specifics or exactly what happens, but he remembers, he remembers being around people who he knew was doing the wrong thing. And he never felt strong enough to stand up and defend his friends or for the justice that was, or the injustice that was there. So he ran. So his advice would be to, no matter how small the odds feel, always stand up against that injustice. Okay. Demrock's looking around. He's kind of confused, but it's not necessarily a thing he's not used to. He sees everybody gathering, and he goes and joins the large crowd of himself. Is that correct? A bunch of me's? You're all souls. There's no form or function to anybody here. Okay. But I do feel a kinship to them, and like, 
Uh, I feel like I understand what's going on. Uh, as I start playing my drum with everybody, I kind of get caught up in the moment and I'm like sucked to one thought. And it's that he should not be ashamed of himself. Just live his life as he sees fit rather than try to be what uh, maybe is expected of. All right, I'm going to give you a little bit here. As you think those thoughts, it's almost like your thoughts are forming something powerful, like solid even. And you see a short message, shorter version than the one that you've said. It's almost like it's being carved in the air. And as you look over at your other selves, your other spirits, you see other messages spontaneously appearing in the air as though carved into stone or something like that. One of those messages is walk forward and open the door. One of those messages is do nothing else. One of the messages is you cannot help us. I don't want to go through all of them, but it's almost like if you have any cognizance, maybe you recognize these phrases, maybe you once knew them, but it's been so long that that memory is lost to you. Now, Copes, what message would you leave yourself? What would you tell yourself to do differently? I would tell myself to uh, maybe not be so foolhardy and rush into things so crazily, but also don't lose sight of your, your instinct either. Maybe don't just jump off an island as soon as you think it's possible. You know, maybe let it get about five feet closer. Yeah, I think Coz has been a little bit, not irrational, what's the word I'm looking for? Impulsive. So yeah, just follow your instincts, trust the path. All right, so three new messages stand carved in the air, almost out of nothing. Always stand against injustice. Don't be ashamed. Don't be impulsive. And they join the list of other messages floating in the air. Walk forward and open the door. Shut your eyes. Don't look. Don't listen. Walk forward and open the door. Do nothing else. You cannot help us. We cannot help you. Your lives depend on it. Shut the door tightly. Don't close it all the way. If you do, we all die again. Always stand against injustice. Don't be ashamed. And don't be impulsive. Yeehaw. Yeehaw. <laughs> yeah, where's Kit? <laughs> That's a good point. Tighten up your stirrups. Make sure you shine your spurs. All right, back to this. The four of you stand upon a bridge spanning a large octagonal chamber with a thick pipe of shining reflective metal piercing the center of the room upward and downward. Looking upward and below, you are greeted with a kaleidoscopic pattern of additional identical bridges, though only the ones below show the corpses and bodies that I described before. The bridge holding you is solid, topped with unlit braziers. They lead to the center where a shining circular wheel lies embedded in the metal pipe, surrounded by a circular platform attached to the bridge on each side. The bridge behind you leads to a familiar looking hallway ending in the impassable wall of nickel you encountered earlier, and across the bridge around this pillar 
you see an archway made of the metal pipes curving inward towards its interior. All right, and so there are some things that are different here. Party's not here? Everybody's here. Oh. This is like, imagine you're approaching this freshly for the first time. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Guys, do you think this is the font? Do you think we found it? I think we need to turn it off. I think we need to shut it down. I sprint up to it, and I turn it the other way. Well, you haven't gotten your memory back. You don't know yet. Yeah, you don't know. You're new, Thrasher. Oh, oh. I run up to shut it off, but then something in my mind kind of stops me. No. (laughs) (laughs) So, wait, real quick. Did we die as well? Do we, are we fresh the same way? Or is it just Thrasher who's fresh? This is, if you, if you want just an answer here, right? Yeah, yeah, just the, we'll cut it out. Ooh, can I, can I guess? Okay. I want to try. <laughs> Matt, I choose Popcorn Matt. Okay, so <laughs> we've done this like a lot. Every time we die, our souls get trapped in this black space, which when we went through that circular door, those people, all the voices we heard that were saying, right. save us, do this, that was all our consciousness. <laughs> This is now a new set of adventurers who are still us, but different versions of us that are here on the same mission. Do we know each other and all that kind of stuff? Everything that happened is exactly the same, aside from a few slight, small differences. Except for me. Gotcha. It was perfect. You're perfect. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe he was a Dungeness crab. I think we need to shut it off. Yeah, I, I think that's that's what we came here to do. Yeah, that's why we're here. Kit, that's what you said we had to do, right? Shut it down? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Oh, my God. That's right, mate. Oh, my goodness. That's what I've been telling you this whole time, ain't it? Yes, I know. I just, I've, I've always loved that alluring accent you have. I just had to hear it one more time. All right, guys, let's, uh, let's, let's get this thing taken care of. Hold on, Dimrock cracks his lightning whip in excitement. <laughs> it's not a whip; it's a rope dart. Oh, of lightning! A rope dart of lightning. Oh, if you have a lightning thing, then that means you also were not worshiping Lash. Is that something you're willing to commit to? Take the shirt off. No. <laughs> Cubs readjust his huge dick and walks forward towards the. <laughs> so does Demarok. He picks it up. Is he, that's how he has to walk. Tosses it over his shoulder. I have an idea for us, the players. If we just keep turning this thing on, Brent's going to have to do a lot of accents for this is new kid. I would like to see a couple other kids. I don't know. Why don't you go touch it and see what happens Tyler. I mean I did exactly what I would do right I'd run up and turn it off alright so as Copes walks up to turn it off Thrasher you are flooded with memory almost all of it's exactly the same some of it's a little bit different but you remember everything everything that happened to you in Morse Metallum everything that led up to you being in this chamber the first time wait Copes don't do it you gotta listen to me when do I ever listen to you, Thrasher? I put my hands on the wheel. You mean you put your, just fucking do it so we can get another accent? I'm giving you your opportunity, <laughs> damn it! Oh, thank you, Thrash. You know I never listen to you. I crank the wheel. Don't be a pussy. 
<laughs> you stand upon a bridge spanning a large octagonal chamber. <laughs> so the same thing happens. Yeah, except Thrasher, you now see yourself again. Now there's two of you inside of Morse Metallum. So you've got a buddy. Dual Thrashers again? Dual Thrashers again. Gotta tune my voice again. So bad. <laughs> and then fade out. That's good. Hey guys, is that the font of magic? I think we need to shut it off. Oh, let me get my cheese. <laughs> what do you think, Kit? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure that's the I'm pretty sure that's the font right there. I've been talking about it this whole time just like this. I know, but I've always loved that accent. It's really carried me since those childhood memories. Uh, stop telling me about it. I know. I love you, brother. Oh, I love you, too. Let's get this thing powered down. That's right. Let's do it, bro. We need to turn this sucker off. I run up and turn it off. Right is tight. <laughs> <laughs> no! Crank! <laughs> you stand upon a bridge spanning a large octagonal chamber. <laughs> <laughs> Kid, is that the font of magic? <laughs> yes, I think this is the chamber of the font of magic, how do you say? God, that accent. Can we just go back to Cowboy Kid, please? <laughs> no, he's dead. I don't know if this makes sense, but it's my turn. And then Dimrock runs up, spins the wheel to the right. <laughs> uh, I mean... I haven't seen that yet, so I wouldn't even get the... <laughs> Whatever happened that universe, you know, I guess Dimrock took a little initiative. All right, you stand upon a bridge spanning a large octagonal chamber. <laughs> I am a... Hold on. Hey, kid, okay. is that the font of magic? <laughs> Why, yes, sir, it is. <gasps> Does anybody find it weird that when we went through that tunnel, it said, don't fucking turn it off 30 times in a row? That was strange, but I mean, that's why we're here. Yeah, we gotta shut it off. Let's do it. <laughs> I run up to the wheel. No! I just tackle him. <laughs> no, stop. We can't turn it off, guys. You gotta trust me on this one. That's why we're here, Thrasher. And I crank it the other way. Thrasher, why are you acting like yourself when you were evil in the brain plane? And you don't know anything about magic. He is the highest level wizard we have. So you notice that the wheel doesn't turn the other way. So it's open all the way. All right, guys, I I don't know how to explain, but I've been here before. If we shut it off, we all die. What do you mean you've been here before? Yeah, explain it. We've been just wandering around willy-nilly, and you knew where the font was? All right, if you guys think we have time. And then I explained it in great detail. What? <laughs> how many times have we died? Thrasher, that can't be true. How many Thrashers are there in the Moore's Metallum at this point? I think we're at four. That you've heard. That we've heard, yeah. Wait till the Patreon people get in. Let's say there's like 17 <laughs> or 18. Can we roll a D100? Yes. Yes. Okay, yeah. I figure he could land on Cowboy more than once, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Can Thrasher say, hold on, we have to get back to a Cowboy cycle? Yes. <laughs> Come on, guys, we gotta get back to a cowboy cycle. Copes, you get to roll your D100. I can roll it? Yeah, you can roll it. Yeah. <laughs> 11. 
What? Lash was my dad and he gave me 12 lightning whips for Christmas? I turn the wheel. <laughs> ah! All right. Octagonal bridge, cowboy kit. We're back at it. We already, I already, no, I stopped everything. I was explaining. You almost had it, Thrash. Yeah. All right, this is the final match. We've got to shut it off, Knox. Kid, is this the one? <laughs> Kid, what do you think, damn it? Kid, are you a cowboy or not? <laughs> Why would you even be asking me that? <laughs> What's going on, Thrasher? All right, guys, we cannot turn the font off. And I explain in great detail in a way that this time works because I've tried it so many times and I know exactly the right words to say. Thrasher, this sounds crazy, but I believe you. <laughs> I do too. That makes total sense! <laughs> I feel like I've been a little impulsive lately. Maybe I need to let you take the lead. Yeah, you remember all the messages that you have left. Well, you remember having seen them. What did you roll for how many times we did this? 11. So that's gotta be 1100. Nope, just 11. Just 11. Fine. Don't dishonor Dice Christ like that. I'm not ashamed of you taking the lead at all. So if we're not supposed to shut the fawn off, what are we supposed to do? I'm thinking maybe we just, like, stem the flow a little. Maybe you need to hit it. Close it tight. No, the opposite of that. But not, not all, all the way. way. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like the thing said. I knew that didn't make sense. It was like, shut it tightly, but don't close it all the way. It's like, come on now. Yeah. That's why it took us so many tries. Partner. <laughs> All right. Demi, don't be offensive to him. <laughs> I thought he liked it. Is this the wrong universe? I do not like it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what's the plan? We're going to close it tight, but not all the way. That doesn't make sense. Just don't close it all the way. But do it tightly. All right, let's do this together. I do a, quart a quarter turn. I mean, I watched him crank it at least 11 times, so. Yeah, you've seen it 11 times. I know exactly how far it goes. Coach, you just got to do it. Just do it in a cool way. We can be like, yeah, that's tight, man. Well, let's just let Thrasher do this. <laughs> I turn around and kick it with my hoof to spin it. So we're standing on a bridge. <laughs> All right, Thrasher. Well, you seem to know what's going on. You're up. I walk up and I turn it until it's almost all the way closed. All right. You feel a rumbling as... Actually, I think I wrote a new description for when you, when you did it this way. He didn't say when he did it the right way. I, I avoided saying that on purpose. Call it that. I feel like Nox is talking to the sword. Like, how come he gets a cool sword where he doesn't die? What if it's not a sword this time, though? It's like a big rubber chicken. <laughs> what? I imagine one of those times you joined in and you looked at Nox and he just was like, I'm Sir Thorn Blackwood. I've taken <laughs> over this body. You were just a giant anthropomorphic sword holding a gnome. <laughs> After closing the flow, but not all the way. You see that the boiling, writhing waters rise up, but just within eyesight. The tower still rumbles. It shakes a little bit. Dust falls from the walls. 
but the writhing boiling water stops about a hundred feet below. And after a few moments, the tower lies dormant once again. Oh, we broke it! You see that there are a few bridges below, maybe within reach, a couple of which have ancient corpses. Actually, we'll say there are 13 bridges below. <laughs> Quite a few of them have corpses on them. Is there any stuff? Thrasher, we can get you more cantrips, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he still has axe hit. You'd have to choose to do that. So and if you remember, because I've described this 11 times, behind you is the path that leads to the impassable nickel wall. Around the other side of the pillar leads into a chamber that's lined with those metallic pipes that curve in, into it. Let's go check it out. Onward and upward. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think this is a better outcome than spending eternity in Moore's Metallum. What are you mumbling about? That sounds stupid. Single tier. Rasher, you notice that there's something different about everybody. They're not exactly as you remember them the previous 11 times that you knew them. Especially the first time. Even your your own self is a little bit different. Tell me about them first. Nox appears a little bit more strong, athletic than you remember him. He's got some toned muscles even. Ooh, beefy boy. Nox, you have proficiency in athletics now. Ooh. Nice. <laughs> oh, what up? Took me from a negative two to a plus one. There you go. That's definitely, that's, oh, that's yeah. helpful. Massive. Demarok, instead of what you were sporting before, your whip, which you don't remember in the first place, but you now have a sweet-looking rope dart. Ooh. Twirling it around my head. No, it's more darty. Copes, you have a tattoo. A new tattoo. Ooh. It just says the words perfect. <laughs> Where is it? Where does it say it? Is it on your ass? Where does it say it? You tell me. Neck tattoo. Where would Copes have gotten that tattoo? It's a mustache tattoo. <laughs> no, he got it on his back, like where everyone puts their last name across the top of their back. <laughs> Just all those losers behind me know the guy in front of them is perfect. <laughs> and Thrasher, it looks like from whatever primordial soup you were birthed from, you were birthed a little bit stronger this time, a little bit more powerful. You get plus two to your stats that you can distribute as you wish. Dope, thank you. Uh, how many cantrips does he know? Oh, actually, he actually lost the one he didn't know. No! <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll really ding-dang that intro up. <laughs> I got to taste it for a second, and uh, it's all I needed. He didn't even cast it once. We didn't even get to hear what he chose. I'm erasing it from my sheet. No! <laughs> one day. Maybe one day find another corpse of my friend. At least you didn't write it in blood. Um, what does my tattoo look like? You tell me, dude. It's your tattoo. It's your own personal satyr body. It's a constellation of the god perfect. There is no god perfect. You don't know me. I'm laying the hammer down. Why? Because I was going to try to transform into that. <laughs> It's very important that there's not. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, so what powers do I get when I use that? 
I think that's a cool idea. We'll give you a new transformation, maybe. That's yeah, a yeah, yeah. Some homebrew shit. You turn into your perfect self. He's just like all I don't know, like Doctor Manhattan or something, just naked and muscular. Now I'm like, hello, Brobna. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to hear Tyler have to do that accent for whenever I want to use that form. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we'll figure that out. I'm sure I'm sure you've got ideas already. But in this version of this universe, there's another constellation that the circle of the stars druids can mantle. The perfect constellation? I don't know. Wish we'd have picked a different word. Hey, so on my rope dart. What's the damage and the range and stuff? Does 1d6 damage instead of 1d4. You can use dexterity. 1d4? That's what the whip does. It's got reach, and you have to use it two-handed. Yeah, but can you make it better, though? Hmm. Did I miss that on the lightning whip? It could be a plus one one, because even you still did give that to the statue, so you could have gotten a plus one. You still gave it to the statue. It's a plus one. Rope dart. 2d6 damage? That would be 1d6 plus 1 damage. <laughs> oh, no, I'm just asking. 2d6 plus 1 damage? No, I can't give you that. That's Thrasher's deal, to do 2d6 damage. <laughs> oh, could I do 2d4 damage? You can do 2d4 damage. That's how you negotiate. Nice. Plus 1, right? Still? Plus 1 still. That's what's up, boys. Wait, I want to negotiate. You missed your chance. Well, I gave you athletics. Yeah, but I want um, the bronze, too. Shit, no, wait, no. Crap. Rune, get rune. Copper pieces. Final offer. All right, I'll just take athletics. All right, you take 100 copper pieces also. Got them. Fuck yes. And they're not in my back pockets. Because <laughs> that's how I lost all my stuff when I died. What's my reach on that? 30 feet? It's 10 feet. 10 feet, yeah. Matt, shut up. And you can make opportunity attacks from 10 feet away also with it. Yeah, that's good. But 15 feet is what we said. 10 feet. You don't think I had a longer rope? What do you think you are, cowboy kit? Get out of here. You get 10 feet of rope. He had a 50-foot lasso. Yeah. I'm not asking Matt for anything. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so for the dozenth time, you, you walk across the bridge. And where are you guys going? We said one of them was a nickel-plated door we couldn't go through, right? It's the same one, the one that you couldn't bot pass earlier, the nickel-plated wall. But we can now because the magic's gone. It's still blocked by rubble and vines and stuff like that. But it is a tunnel that leads to it, like a tunnel. So it's not like right there behind you. So it's possible there's stuff down that hallway. And then across on the other side of the pillar is a, a tunnel that is lined with those shining pipes that curve inward towards whatever's inside there. Okay, so we either go in the pipe or we go towards the nickel door. Pipe. I think we checked the pipe out. Let's lay this pipe, Bruce. Perfect. You always say the perfect things, Copes. I'm just amazed. It's there. You know. You get it. I turn around and flex. We head to the pipe. Do you not wear a shirt anymore? <laughs> Starboard shorts only. Yeah, yeah. No, no, I still got my shirt on. Why? Because it's a special shirt. Oh, it did get made special, yeah. 
It gives me AC. Yeah, I need the AC, bro. <laughs> it did get made special. That's true. I've been almost punched to death. Desks have killed me. Tables have gotten me. Do I still have dry, papery skin? No, you don't have that this time. Instead, you have soggy, wet feet. Oh. Oh. Shoes or feet? Feet. Oh, gosh. Can Thrasher still taste magic? Oh, that is a good question. Can I still taste magic? He still can taste magic. But I got soggy feet? That's not... All right, let's move on. Get in the pipe, everybody. Well, your shadow's still gone. Not unwanted anyway. <laughs> you didn't even know. I climb in the pipe. Dimrock follows Nox's shadowless body. All right. You walk through this tunnel. It takes a sharp left and quickly stops in a, a fairly large chamber, the walls of which are lined with these shining metal pipes that all converge in parallel lines towards the center back wall of the room where you see a strange and esoteric device whose components don't seem to make mechanical sense. A large basin sits in the middle of the room with numerous of those shining pipes attached at the sides. A dome of thick glass sits atop which is covered in a thick layer of condensation from the interior. Pipes run from the sides of this thing before ascending upward through the roof and through the walls. A dull blue light resonates from within. And one of the pipes that runs along the wall, it see that it's shaped a little bit differently. It's got like a triangular shape compared to the other ones. Now, what thing would you like to look at first? Triangular shape one. I was gonna say the pale blue light because I didn't want it to sound like I only heard the triangular shape thing. Well, there's the basin with glass dome over it, which has condensation on the interior. It has the dull blue light shining from within. Yeah, I would like to look at that because it seems like a mini climate. Uh, it seems like a mini biome in there. Ooh! Oh! A biome is anything that has a similar flora, fauna. <laughs> Shut up, that was a different thrasher. Yeah, you don't know that. That wasn't even thrasher! <laughs> Does biomes have plants? Biomes has plants. Flora. Alright, so what are you what are you doing to examine this thing? I'm gonna put my hands on the glass part and then stick my face up to it real close. Like on it, you know, like when a kid shoves their face on a window. I got a great picture of your kid doing that on a screen. Yep. <laughs> Get my peeper in there real deep. Looking up, the condensation pretty much it keeps you from getting a clear image of what's inside. But you do see whatever is in there is very, very dark colored, and it seems to be moving just a little bit. Does this look like it could be lifted off, or is it part of the machine? It doesn't look like it is meant to be lifted off. Well, that doesn't mean it can't be lifted. Yeah. What do we say? Hit the thing? That's our go-to, isn't it? Hey, bro, you know I'm always into hit the thing. Thrasher. Yeah. Hit the thing. Hit the thing. I hit it. It works so good on the ship. I hit it. I tie myself in. <laughs> there are seats nearby with seatbelts. <laughs> All right, no, you hit the thing. In case of hitting the thing, strap yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to roll to do that. So a small crack forms in the glass dome on the first strike. You hear a small hiss of air being released. It's noxious. It is whatever. It smells like rot. Duct tape it. Does anybody have duct tape? Yeah, I don't think we want to. Stop it. I can stop. I have some duck if you can find some tape. 
Dimrock dives in his bag. You have a duck? You get a duck. He's had the duck ever since episode 17 when he found that duck. What are you talking about? Uh-huh. Yeah, we have talked about That's right. It was underneath his ship. It was right before we went up the tower. We uh-huh. parked the ship over the hidden grove and we found the duck. Yeah, okay. yeah, the magic golden duck. Episode 17. Yeah, that duck. Matt with the best memory. Quack, 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 quack. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is another thing that's different. There is the duck that you found. I say, Dimmy the duck's a good idea, but I got it. And I run up and uh, cast mending on the thing. Oh, nice. Okay. I prepared that today. That's awesome. The cracks seal up once again, creating a uniform finish on this glass dome. All right, Thrash, now when you hit it this time, it's going to be way harder. I'm just kidding. Don't do that. I do want to examine it more. So what? You said it smells like rot? Smelled like rot, yeah. Is this similar to the domes that were on top of the columns that we saw? It is vaguely similar to that, yes. You see that scattered around the room, it looks like there used to be a bunch of maybe what you call research desks around, but the the wood is mostly rotted away. The papers on the walls crumbling, they're text illegible. Like maybe this was some kind of research chamber or something like that for some kind of experiment. I'm going to cast Detect Magic and see if there's anything in this room. Whoa, it lights up. You're blinded for just a moment by the quantity of magic. You can see it running through the walls, through the pipes, coming from that central pipe in the center. Although you can see that the flow is very thin that's traveling through the pipe now upward. Same with all the other pipes. It's it's a much more timid flow than it was before. The basin itself is shining brilliantly with necromantic magic and that you also see that that triangular pipe I described earlier it runs along the floor almost embedded into it so much so that it mostly is submerged in the stone so it just looks like a small line traveling along the stone and then it travels up the wall close to the entrance of the chamber and then it recedes within but with your detect magic you can see that there is an enormous magical aura just behind the stone. Okay, I explained that to everybody. What do you think we need to do? I think the magic's too thin. We gotta turn it off. Turn it off? Go spin that wheel. No! Yeah, go spin that wheel. No. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> there's there's some sort of aura behind the stone, so... I mean, we gotta figure that out. Can the, the stone be moved? Does the stone need to be hit? What are we supposed to do here, Brent? What does my detect magic tell me? Putting your hands on it, it actually does feel a little bit loose. Okay, I push. I, no, I pick it up over my head. With your new athletics? That's no <laughs> so fucking strong. problem. Yeah. Oh! Just fucking one hand. As you pull the stone free, the other stones just seem to crumble away around it, revealing a recess carved into the wall. Inside that recess, you see a strange-looking device attached to this triangular piece of metal pipe. It's For one, it's a hatch that's attached to it, a very small hatch. And attached to that hatch are, it looks like dials, almost like uh, meat thermometers or something, dials that measure what look to be magical energy, heat, flow, although they're all broken. Is it working? I know you said the dials are broken, but is it is it like in the line? It is in the line. You can see magic flowing through it. Okay. Can that hatch be opened? 
it looks like it had a handle or some kind of twist handle that allowed you to open it, but it has been since removed. Huh. And suddenly, and now here's where I get to change something. Oh no. A small creature scurries out of your pack, Nox. Yes! It's the Sable who's been here the whole time, apparently. <laughs> in this in this timeline. Yeah, Mabel the Sable? I've been feeding her every morning. Hey, Mabel, good to see you. What have you been doing in there? She scurries around the room smelling for something and returns to you with a small metal knob. It's almost like she understood what you said in English. Or common, I guess. Which is obviously Spanish. <laughs> yeah. You look over where Knox is uh, wearing my belt of animal friendship so he can talk to her. And in this world, it's pronounced uh, English. <laughs> so is this the knob to open the hatch or is this the knob for the machine? What, what, when you say knob, what do you mean? You don't knob what he means? It looks like it fits in the, the hatch. Ah, Mabel, you're always here with the right answers. And I put the knob in the hatch. All right, and you pop it open. You're blinded just for a moment by your detect magic. As magic just bursts outward and slightly irradiates the chamber, we'll deal with the effects of that later. <laughs> yeah, it usually takes a few days. It takes a few days for the radiation poisoning to set in. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. It's probably fine. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> Inside this small hatch reveals an enclosure, and encased within is one of those canisters. Triangular shaped this time, but it looks very similar to the canister you had previously. Encased within that canister is a purple stone bathing in this magical energy. The magic within is some kind of powerful necromantic object. How necromantic! <laughs> The stone itself is embedded in a small circular object, almost like an earring or a brooch. Okay. Is it an earring or a brooch? Be decisive about something for once in this story arc. Cubs immediately looks at that stuff. <laughs> Does it resemble one of my crystals? It resembles something you've seen before. It's a spellbinder. Drasher takes the Gemini stone. No, no, I was going to ask if it was the Spellbinder, because it was a brooch before. Guys, I think we need help from someone we haven't seen in a while. Mr. Drizzle. Okay. He, he was pretty helpful. He was pretty helpful last time we saw him, and I've already racked up 16 more friendship points, so... <laughs> I have yeah, been wanting to go back. <laughs> and I have 40 rivalry points. Okay, well, uh, so put the earring on? I'm glad I got my ear pierced with you at Eclairs before we left that first, that, that, that town, Val, or, yeah, Valist, it's still Valist. Malist. <laughs> you know, I was so stoked you wanted to go with me, because it's such a cool thing for guys to do. Yeah, okay, should I pop this bad boy in? Well, so you pull the canister out? Oh, I don't like the way he said that, leave it in there. Well, I didn't think you had pulled it out yet. Oh, my bad. Yeah, of course. Pop it out? Yeah. You got an octagonal bridge. Go turn the wheel right! Go turn the wheel right! Yeah! <laughs> There's some powerful necromantic energy in this stone, in the spellbinder here. It looks like the flow of magic was passing through it or around it or something like that before it ascended upward to wherever it was going. 
guys, do we do we need to leave this here? I mean, it's necromantic magic, and it's in the font that's flowing magic into the whole world. We can't leave this here, right? Just stuff a stuff a rag in there so the magic can't go past it. <laughs> no, I don't think that's what we want. I think I think we've we've tried shutting the magic off once before, right, Thrasher? So wait, this necromantic energy can now travel freely? No, the magic was flowing over the necromantic energy. Perhaps changing it in some way as it flowed upward. Yeah, maybe we need to take it. Oh, oh, oh. I thought the stone was stopping it, sorry. Maybe we gotta, like, swap it out real quick, Indiana Jones style. Who's that? The very famous films directed <clears throat> by Steven Spielberg. Ah, yes, Sir Steven Spielberg. <laughs> A figure floats through the wall. So you finally found it. Professor LaWater, where have you been? <laughs> you can't. Are we going to name him that? No! That's perfectly fine. Name changes are perfectly fine <laughs> with me. Hey guys, this is me, Knox from the Ninth Loop. Uh, I just want to thank you for listening to the show this week. I also brought my buddy Copes here from the Third Loop over to help me uh, help me send it out. Well, hi guys, this is Copes from the Third Cycle, and uh, Matt had to do the voice because I, Tyler, shut my recording off too early. But that doesn't affect you, so just know we release every Thursday. I'm glad I don't sound this dumb in all the loops. Ah, uh, I guess Dimmy from the seventh loop can help out now. Well, howdy, y'all. It's me, Dimmy. If you'd like to have a little chat, why don't you stop on by our Discord? Hey, if you're lucky, maybe even Thrasher from Loop 5 will show up. Uh, what's up, guys? <laughs> <laughs> this is Crunchy Thrash from the Patchouli Dimension. You guys should like, like, comment. <laughs> Maybe even subscribe. We're the well-priced heroes. Thank you. Well-priced heroes. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, well, questionable results are always guaranteed then, huh? Tyler! God! You're the worst. Why would you stop it before we're clearly done he always does i know but it's so stupid yeah you should feel bad 
I'm glad I killed you in loop six. What the fuck are we doing? <laughs> All right, Matt, can we get an intro uh, with you as slightly tougher? Hey, it's me, slightly tougher Knox. Yes. <laughs> yes. This is my new voice. Buckle in, listeners. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> it's going to get bad, and you're going to hate it. Buckle the fuck up. If you're willing to do that, that would be fucking hilarious. No, no. 